Okay, Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church. First sermon of 2021. Happy New Year just yesterday. And we're going to be celebrating communion on Sunday, but I also prepare you if you want to do it at home. I know some of you can't get, get out because of uh, COVID and all. So I'm going to talk about communion today and give you a chance to do that at home. In fact, if you want to, you can just hit the pause button and go get the bread and some grape juice and so you're ready for at the end. But today we're starting off with a great passage. Second Kings 8 verse 6 is what we're going to focus on and that the title is God can restore any life. <clears throat> God can restore any life. <clears throat> 2021 is a this is really a message of hope. Not that our circumstances will improve. I think we all would like our circumstances to improve. But not that they'll improve, but, but God can still work here. He can still restore us. He can still bring good out of whatever is going on in our life. Romans 8:28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his good purpose. And so we, we know God can take it all and bring something good out of it. And that's the whole point of this path, this verse really today is that God can restore any life. Now, we, we, quick review, we have seen so far that there's a famine and Elisha warns this woman to take her son and leave for seven years and come back at the end of the famine. This is the same son who uh, died and was resurrected by Elisha. They return and we find them now asking the king for help because it's like a Western movie. The, the guy goes off to fight in the Civil War. He comes back to his ranch in the West and there's lots of these. I love Westerns. Uh, but but squatters have moved in or a big, big name rancher has, you know, Cattle Baron has moved in and taken over his little ranch and pushed his wife and kids out. And, and so the, 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 the star of the movie helps him out or he, he, he's a, he's a gun guy and he helps himself out. And the idea is that, that's the same idea here is that this woman returns and someone has taken over her land and won't give it back. You know, I'm not giving it back now. I'm, you're stuck. So, Last time we saw an amazing coincidence. Actually, we called it a, a we, the title was Coinkadink or God Wink. It, was it a coincidence or was God, was it obvious that coincidence was God's working? And we established the fact that it was a God Wink. It was something amazing that God had done. That we know as Christians there's no such thing as a Coinkadink. There's only God Winks. God's working behind the scenes. And, uh, after this, after I had preached this on the last Sunday that I preached a couple weeks ago, I experienced a God wink. One of the people in our church, Sean Davis, contacted me. I had talked in that sermon about having relatives on the uh, Mayflower, at grandpas and grandmas in the Mayflower, especially William Bradford and his wife, Alice, his second wife, Alice. And Sean was like, wait a minute, I had a grandmother who came over and married William Bradford named Alice and turns out we're cousins <laughs> 10 times removed or whatever but cousins you know, we're related we have the same great 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 grandma it was really interesting so there's a wink and ink there so today we come to the conclusion of the story and this will give us hope for every life hope for every life and that is that God can restore any life let's pray father we just thank you for a new year, although we know that every day is a new start for us in Jesus. And we just pray that your, your Holy Spirit would encourage us and help us to persevere in our faith. And I pray that 
from this passage, every one of us would have a renewed hope of what your mercy and grace can do in our life. And I pray if anybody has never put their faith in your son Jesus, that they would do that after hearing this, after hearing the word of your, your word here, the word of God, after hearing that, I pray that they would put their faith in you and start off this year as a brand new person in Jesus Christ. I pray that in his name. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to read the passage, the six verses, first of all, and then we'll focus on verse 6. Some of this will be review for most of you. Now, Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Go away with your family and stay for a while wherever you can, because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She said to her family, She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. At the end of the seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines and went to the king to beg for her house and land. The king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, and had said, Tell me about the great things Elisha has done. Just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to beg the king for her house and land. Gehazi said, This is the woman, my lord, the king, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. The king, now here we go, verse 6, this is what we're going to focus on, verse 6. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. Wow. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said to him, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. Wow. And this is the focus. Verse 6. God can restore any life. If you don't remember anything else I tell you, hang on to this. God can restore any life. This was no coinkadink. This was a God wink. Uh, you know, what are the odds this kid would sh- show up at that exact time? Gehazi's talking to the king. This is not a coinkadink. It's a God wink, all right? And the focus is that God can restore any life. And as we kick off 2021, we are going to be celebrating the first communion of the year. I'm going to hammer this home. You're going to hear me say it over and over again. God can restore any life. That's a fact. That's the truth of God's word. That's the proof of what Jesus has done for us. Look what happens in this story. This miracle boy, he wasn't even supposed to be born. He was uh, born to an older woman. She was too old to have children. It was a miracle birth. And then this miracle boy dies. And then Elisha resurrected him. Hmm, who does that sound like? A miracle boy who dies and is resurrected. We'll, we'll think of it soon. Uh, he shows up at the nick, in the nick of time. This, the, 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 the little boy shows up to the king at the nick of time. Quink and ink, God wink, right? Shows up at the nick of time to save his desperate mom and restores her life. She had lost everything. It was gone. But because the boy was there to prove to the king who he was, because of that connection, he saved his mother. Yes, she still had lots of hard things in her life. She still didn't have a husband. He obviously had passed away. I'm sure the house was a mess. Uh, but her land was restored. Her land was restored, and we'll talk about that a little more later. But that's exactly what Jesus Christ has done for us. The miracle boy, 
born on Christmas. We just had Christmas. Then he dies on the cross and the miracle of the resurrection. Three days later, he's resurrected. And now if we put our faith in Jesus, if we put our faith in him, we can have eternal life. We can have life, eternal life. John 3, 16. <clears throat> For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life life. That's what we have. We put our faith in Jesus. We can have eternal life. The sons, the, just like with the boy, the, that, that son's death and resurrection gave him access to the king and restoring of life to his, his mother. The same for us. Jesus Christ, the son of God's death and resurrection has given us access to the king of heaven, to the king of heaven, and he will restore our lives. Now and forever, if we will put our faith in what Jesus has done for us, his death on that cross for us, his resurrection from the dead for us, if we will put our faith in him. But there's more. But there's more here. We're not just saved for heaven. When we put our faith in Jesus, we're not just saved for heaven, eternal life someday, although that's awesome. Can't wait for that, right? But our new life, our real life, our restored life begins the second, the moment that we put our faith in Jesus. The moment we put our faith in that resurrected Son, that's our new life begins at that very second. Jesus came to restore our lives here and now. Yeah, heaven's going to be awesome. Can't wait to be there. I'll be first in line whenever Jesus comes or he brings us home, right? Uh, but, 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 but there's a, he's here, he's restoring our life here and now. Life doesn't start when we get to heaven. Life begins the moment we put our faith in Jesus. Jesus came to restore our lives. In fact, in John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. He says the thief, talking about Satan, comes only to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. He tries to destroy our lives, steal our joy, steal our purpose. Kill us. That's what he wants to do. He wants to kill us and take us to hell where he knows he's going to spend eternity. But Jesus said, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus came to give us real life, full life, fulfillment. That's why Jesus came as, we, as he fulfills his purpose in our life. And that's exactly what he does. The, the woman and her Family's property was restored. We see that in the story, 8-6, right? 2 Kings 8-6, it restored. Now, in the Old Testament, the Jews' property, the people of Israel, their property was their promised inheritance. Remember, we studied that in the book of Joshua. We talked about that. That was a, that was a physical picture of our spiritual promises. They received a physical land. We re in physical promises, we received spiritual promises. And they were to hang on to their physical land and that was given to their family. They were to hang on to that tight and we're to hang on to our spiritual promises. It, just as she was given back her physical land, we can, as after we put our faith in Jesus and we uh, give our life to Him, we are given our spiritual promises it, it's a it's that same picture it, when we when we put our faith in Jesus at salvation we inherit all the promises of God just like they inherited the land that was promised them we inherit all the spiritual promises of God for a new life in Jesus Christ just like they got the new land new life in Jesus Christ just like they got 
<coughs> excuse me, just like they got the promised land, we get our promised spiritual promises given to us. Ephesians 1.3, I'm going to start and look at Ephesians real quickly here. In Ephesians 1.3 it says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That's what we get at salvation. All the blessings and spiritual blessings in Christ. Verse 18, I pray that also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. See, they got the land. We get the spiritual promises. It's a physical picture of a of a, a, a spiritual reality. Okay, Verse 19, And his incomparably great power for those who believe the power is like the working of his mighty strength. We are given these blessings. We are given these promises. We're to claim these and live by these. Verse uh Chapter 3, verse 20, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That's what we are to claim. That's what we're to live by. That's what we're to realize in our life. And because of that, we know that God can restore any life. We have his promise and his power in his word. We have his promise and we have his spirit in us to fulfill that. We have his promise and power that God can restore any life. God can restore any and every life. The woman and her son here in Second Kings 8, 6 are a type of that. And then that's fulfilled by Jesus Christ. His birth, his death, his resurrection is proof that God can restore any life. Listen, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, if you're just hearing about the, checking out God and trying to figure out what's, what's going on, uh, you know, what, what, what's Jesus all about, if you're just, just figuring that out, I want to say this. No matter who you are, maybe you've carried a, a lot of sin, a lot of shame, we all have. <laughs> you, you carry a lot of sin, a lot of shame, you maybe even afraid to come to God. Listen, no matter who you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you have done, you can come to Jesus Christ right now. You can come to Jesus Christ right now for forgiveness and a brand new life. No matter what, nothing can keep you from that brand new life in Jesus Christ. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Whoever, we all fit in that, whoever believes in him. And after we put our faith in Jesus, it's not just about salvation, but it's also the same thing applies to sanctification. God can change any life. We all carry a lot of baggage. We all have lots of scars. We all have strongholds in our life. We, yeah, we're saved, but now we got to face the strongholds in our life. But God can change any life. So many times we become a Christian, we're all excited, then we hit the strongholds and God says, okay, you got to deal with these now. we got to go into the promised land and knock down the Jerichos, right? And and let God knock down the Jerichos but, but, but are depending on His strength and, and His mercy and grace. But, but we get discouraged and a lot of people give up. They give up. They even recross the river. They give up. But no, no, no. It, that sanctification, God has the power and has given us a promise that he can change any life. You may be discouraged. 2021, we're entering this new year. You may be discouraged. 
listen, you may have a besetting sin. A besetting sin. The world calls it an addiction and wants you to think of yourself as a victim. The world calls it an addiction and wants you to think of yourself as an, a victim. But God calls it a besetting sin and wants you to think of yourself as a victor. You see the difference? God calls it a besetting sin and wants you to think of yourself as a, a, a victor. A, a vi- a, a, an addiction and a victim is, I can't help it. I just got this thing, you know. No, 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 no. Besetting sin is I've opened some kind of door that Satan has taken advantage of to create a stronghold in my life and now i got to break it. By God's mercy and grace, by the Holy Spirit's power, by the promises in His Word, I have to break it. Hebrews 12.1 therefore, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. The sin that so easily entangles, if you have the King James Version, it's called besetting sin. It's a sin that's got us, that gets us. We've opened the door some point in our life and we, the sin has got us by the neck, and, but we can beat it. Because God can change any life. And it's what it says in Hebrews 12.1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We can do it. We're going to talk about this as we go. Maybe you're besetting sin. I'll use some, a couple of examples. It could be anything. Maybe it's, maybe it's drugs or alcohol. And it will be a battle. It will be a battle, but we can still live free as we depend on God's mercy and grace every day. We can live free. Uh, you might need a mentor, a spiritual mentor. Many people in our church have mentors. You might need might, might need the group. We have a, something called Celebrate Recovery. Others go to AA or, or, or NA. All awesome things. But Celebrate Recovery, the thing I like about that, in addition to AA or NA, is be, they focus, the higher power is Jesus. And it's a real laser focus there. And listen, they're all good. But Celebrate Recovery, I think, is the frosting on the cake. We have a, a Celebrate Recovery group. Every week, people come together and deal with the strongholds in their life. Maybe, maybe going back to the drug, drug uh, issue or alcohol, maybe you need to go to Teen Challenge or one of these Christian rehabs that are, that are really going to get your healing. We have people constantly going off to Teen Challenge or one of these different places and we've seen so many lives restored because of taking that step of faith. The, the, the man who runs our, uh, our Celebrate Recovery group and our prayer ministry, Sean Davis, who's also my Mayflower cousin, uh, Sean, he was, I, I remember, I've been friends with him for 20 years, but I remember years ago, he, he was in tough shape. He was literally dead. He literally died from his struggles, died. God somehow revived him, and he went and got his healing, and now he leads Celebrate Recovery in our prayer ministry. God can restore any life. Your besetting sin might be sexual, and this is a huge problem. The world calls it sexual addiction, but we, besetting sin, sexual sin. Uh, most men in the country now have this problem, and, and many women now too. Many women have the same problem now. The sexual revolution and the demonic pornography has done its destructive damage in our society. It's unbelievable. But God's mercy and grace is as tough as it is, as powerful as it is, God's mercy and grace can set us free. We're bad, but we're no worse than the Roman world. And look, we know what happened there. How many Christians were set free and came out of that life and were transformed? We know that. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Listen, whatever your struggle is, whatever it is, listen to this. 
Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that's what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. That's what we were. He's telling these, these are people of New Testament times, those Roman culture, perverse. And he says, but that's what some of you were. Listen, that's what we all were. We could all add to that list, couldn't we? But that's what we were. But we are washed, sanctified, justified through Jesus Christ. That is the proof. That is the promise. Listen, we, I, we see it all the time. I, I know God has helped me in my own life. Uh, but Linnell Hopewell, who just passed away, we just had his memorial service. Beautiful, beautiful story. You can get, he's got a book if you want to read it. He's got a pamphlet. I grabbed one on the way out. Uh, it's just amazing how, what he went through with sexual abuse and then how that sexual abuse, abuse led him, made him vulnerable to the sexual sin, especially homosexuality, but all kinds of sexual sin. And, and how once he found Jesus 20 years ago, he lived free. He, get, he gained his healing from that abuse over the years and he also lived free for 20 years, lived free from sexual sin. Amazing, amazing story. Listen, we all, we, we all have, we're broken, right? Broken. Every man's battle and it's becoming every woman's battle because of all the porn and all the garbage. But we have a men's purity group at church. We have a women's mentoring group. We have harvest uh, which is a, an amazing ministry for sexual brokenness. Uh, and, for, and if someone who's really, really struggling and needs even extra help, we send people down to Pure Life Ministries, which is an amazing ministry. Listen, you just have to have the courage to call, to text a, a Christian brother or a Christian sister. It's me. It's just say, hey, give me a Christian counselor. I'll shoot it back. I'm not going to ask any questions. You know, or hey, just call the guys of the Pure Life Ministry and, and or, or our purity group. Just give them a call. God can change any life. You do not have to, you may have been struggling with sexual bondage, with the besetting sin for years and never told anybody. Listen, don't let, don't waste another year. Don't waste another year. It can be what you were. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindles will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were wa washed, you were sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. God can change any life. God can change any life. Maybe your besetting sin is food. Maybe it's gluttony. Maybe it's bulimia. Maybe it's anorexia. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's bitterness and unforgiveness. Maybe it's gossip. Woo! No problem there in the church, is there? Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's control. You're controlling. Maybe it's anger and rage. Maybe it's shame that has got you down. You fill in the blanks. Could be anything. We think, what is the Holy Spirit bringing to our mind? Convicting us right now. Listen, there, we have tremendous 
Christian counseling. Maybe maybe it's shame from an abortion, and you need to get find God's forgiveness and and hang on to that forgiveness and move forward in your healing. Whatever it is, we have tremendous Christian counselors in the church and outside the church. We have we have people will take you through the victory over the darkness or search for significance. We have so many people that could mentor and come alongside and help you find your healing and claim your healing. And because God can change any life, any. Life, God can change it. 2021, getting ready for the, our first communion of the year. Listen, let's make this year a year of restoration, a year of transformation. It's a prayer away. It's a text away. You just got to text me. Text someone. You know, like a Christian God, text somebody. <coughs> Will you take that first step? A first step. When I think of what God has forgiven me of and freed me of, uh, the, the verse that constantly comes to mind for me, 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Paul claimed that, well, I passed him. Believe me, I passed him. Uh, uh, of whom I am the worst, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. God shows us his mercy and grace. Is is horrible as our sin is he shows us his mercy and grace and then he wants us to show people that same mercy and grace show them the same way to god and and, and to, for their lives to be restored and and after we after we come to salvation and we receive our forgiveness and after we start to deal with strongholds in our life everything's perfect right no, guess what? It's like peeling an onion. I'm just going to warn you. going to be lots of tears. It's like peeling an onion. You peel one layer and you say, okay, there it is. Oh, there's another layer. You peel another layer and tears. Yeah, and you peel another layer. That's the, the Christian life. God, we're, God will keep on peeling away. Peeling away the strongholds. Peeling away the sin. Peeling away the flesh. Getting down to, to the spirit. The, and the battle never ends. He'll let us catch our breath. It's not one constant battle. Even soldiers at the front lines were rotated back to, to you know, R&R, right? Before they went back to the trenches. But but listen, I'm just letting you know. We I'm, I'm telling you right up front. The battle never ends until we take our last breath here on earth and our first breath in heaven. But we're going to get there. By God's mercy and grace, we're going to get there. Philippians 4.13 says this, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's what we're doing. We're, 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 we're fighting our way forward to heaven. And God's grace, even though that battle is always there, God's grace is there for us every step of the way. God's grace is always there. Hebrews 4.16 Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God's mercy and grace is there every step of the way. Listen, we are all broken. We all have scars. Some of us are better at hiding them, but we all have scars. But God can restore our life. God can restore any life. And those scars are a reminder of God's grace. Those scars that we have are a reminder of His amazing grace. That's what they are. I, Amy Carmichael 
was a missionary in India uh, end of the end of the 1800s and through 1950 I think is when she passed away she was in India for 50 straight years never came home even once <coughs> she the last <coughs> the last 20 years of her ministry she was on her back flat on her back her ministry was rescuing these little girls that were sold to the temple to become prostitutes in the, the, the temples of India. And she that was her whole ministry, was rescuing these, these girls. And uh, just an amazing, if you, know, you want to watch a good movie, watch her movie or, or read the, the books of her life. Amazing, convicting. But she wrote a poem, and I'm just going to read this as we get ready for communion here. It, it says, Has thou no scar? Hast Thou No Scar by Amy Carmichael. Hast thou no scar, no hidden scar on foot or side or hand? I hear thee sung as mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy bright ascendant star. Hast thou no scar? Hast thou no wound? Yet I was wounded in the, I was wounded by the archers spent. Lean me against a tree to die and rent. By ravening beasts that compassed me I swooned. Hast thou no wound? No wound? No scar? Yet as the master shall the servant be, and pierced are the feet that follow me. But thine are whole. Can he have followed far who has no wound or scar? We all have scars, don't we? And those scars, as we see from this end of the poem, are a reminder of the scars of Jesus Christ, our Savior. What He did for us. And that's why we celebrate and remember Jesus during communion each month. Some do it more often, some less, but every month we do this. First Sunday of every month, we are remembering that Jesus died. He gave His body, which is the bread represents. He gave His blood, which the grape juice, we use grape juice, which the grape juice represents. The body and blood of Jesus Christ that He gave on the cross for us. And that's what communion is. And I'm speaking to those on Sunday we'll be having it in church, but I'm speaking to those who are watching and, and can't get to church. Um, you can celebrate communion right where you are. But there's two reasons why you shouldn't. Number one is if you haven't put your faith in Jesus yet, you've never given your life to Him, don't take it, the Lord's Supper, in an unworthy way. But you can do that right now. I'm going to pray in just a minute. Or if there's something in your life you're not willing to surrender. God's convicting you of a, a sin, a besetting sin. doesn't have to mean you've beaten it. Not you being. Doesn't mean you've allowed God to beat it yet, but, but it means that you're willing, you're willing to surrender and open up and say, God, 2021, I'm not carrying this anymore. I'm gonna, whoever I have to talk to, whatever help I have to get, whatever I have to get rid of in my life, even if I have to go down to Pure Life Ministry or go off the Teen Challenge, whatever it takes in my life, I'm gonna give you this besetting sin and ask you to knock down the wall of Jericho for me. If you're willing to, to pray that prayer, then, then you can take communion. But if you say, nope, this one's in the, I'm going to shut the door to this, this secret sin. I'm going to keep it there. You can't have it, God. Then don't take the Lord's Supper. But I, but I pray that you do because you can confess it and make the commitment now. We're going to pray in just a moment. What's up? It will, if you're at home, we're just going to pray here. And then when you're done, you can just take the, the bread and take the cup and remembering the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. But let's pray first. 
and for all of us as we go this time of prayer, how is God convicting us? How is He speaking to us? How is He calling us to be transformed? How does He want to restore our life? Maybe you're not a Christian yet. You've never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never taken that step of faith. You can do that right now. You can receive salvation right now. You can begin to be restored right now. You can become a new creation in Jesus Christ right now. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. The word believe means to put your faith in. You can pray the simple but powerful prayer of faith right now wherever you are. God I believe Jesus, your Son, your one and only Son, died on the cross for me to pay for my sin, to take away my guilt, to wash away my shame. I repent of my sin. I walk away from that and I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to Him. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, you have just become a new creation in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is now living inside of you. You can now talk to God anytime as your Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. And your life will never be the same. You may not realize it yet, but your life will never be the same. I want to encourage you to let somebody know that you put your faith in Jesus. Maybe you have a friend or a family member who are Christians or you know someone at work. Let somebody know so they can be excited for you and and help you get connected with a good Bible study or a good church or help you to grow spiritually. And if you don't have anybody to tell, then contact me. NHCC at Comcast.net is our email. Give me an email and we'll get connected and I'll, I'll help you to grow. For those of us who have already put our faith in Jesus, how, do, how is God calling you to prepare for this time of communion? What is He calling you to surrender to Him so that He can really restore your life, so He can truly transform your life? so that He can fulfill His purpose for your life. Will you commit to 2021? This is going to be the year of restoration. God can restore any life. And and just make the commitment, God, no matter what I have to get rid of, no matter who I have to talk to, contact, I won't put it off. I commit to letting you work on my life and restore me. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit's power would fall upon every one of us. Every one of us. 
through this time of communion and through this next year that your Spirit's power would pour out. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year. Have a blessed one.